Krishna. And Hare Krishna to all those who are online watching us. And uh, Hare Krishna to Nadia Mani, who has her birthday today. Transcendental sound vibration. Um, it is the connection with transcendental sound vibration that is really potent. Srila Prabhupada was unique because Srila Prabhupada had faith in recording. Yeah? Uh, he recorded the, the holy name on, on CD, or uh, not CD, that was a vinyl disc in those days. And, uh, and he, uh, he had faith that all the potency was in the name, in that recording. That was revolutionary. Even in India, you still hear that this is like uh, not bonafide. Prabhupada uh, uh, gave second initiation by tape. He would uh, speak in the, uh, the Gayatri mantras, and then people would put a tape to the right ear. And then it would, uh, they would hear the guy just like that. And uh, someone said, so your, your initiation is not bona fide. It's not bona fide because it doesn't say in scripture uh, that it can be recorded, must be spoken into the ear. Um, but Prabhupada had a different vision. Um, he understood that in whatever way the holy name manifests, that it is the holy name. Okay? He had that faith in the power of the holy name, not only when it is spoken in a particular way into the ear, no, also recorded. It is fine. It is, the potency is fully there. So even the Zoom people, they are very welcome. I'm sitting at a little distance from the screen and I'm not sure, cannot read all the names there. That's too small and sort of, sort of recognize you. Although someone has a red t-shirt, I can't see who it is, but. Oh, it's Dayalu. It's Dayalu. Right? Work, he works in a red t-shirt. <laughs> He's a lifeguard. He, in a swimming pool? <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, that's a noble profession. <laughs> always ready to save lives. I'm also a lifeguard. Oh, you even have shorts with it, yeah? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you for the full fashion show. <laughs> uh, very nice. Yeah, interesting. I never knew he was a lifeguard, but that's so you see. You know someone for a long time, and then there's a whole hidden side to their life. You know? No idea that he was a lifeguard. Gosh, look at that. 
Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm glad everyone is there and uh, with us. And uh, yeah, we're speaking about transcendental sound. Um, it is that transcendental sound which is um, is traveling. Um, throughout this uh, material world. Um, yesterday, um, we were discussing how when Lord Brahma was meditating, Lord Brahma received that instruction, tapa. He heard these two syllables, perform austerity. So he did, and he meditated on the Supreme Lord for a very long time. And it said that at one point, Lord Brahma heard Krishna's flute. Now, he was so then it said that that sound that he heard of Krishna's flute came out of his mouth in the form of Gayatri. So in this way, the Gayatri mantra appeared. And of course, so many Vedic mantras appeared from the mouth of Lord Brahma. And then, um, and then those same Vedic mantras are echoing all throughout the universe. It is said the Kinaras, the Kinaras, they are like, uh, they look like uh, Garuda. And the Kinaras, they are uh, like Garuda and they have wings and so on. And it says when they are flying in the sky, and then their wings make the sound of the Samaveda. So on the planet of the Kinaras, the Vedas are always to be heard. So this is very, very nice. And uh, yes, this is our, uh, our good fortune, um, transcendental sound. Um, some nice decorations were made. Um, of Vrindavan Mayapur and New York, Tonkin Square Park, um, where Prabhupada uh, said, sit down under the tree and, and from where the entire uh, kirtan spread all over the world, Srila Prabhupada said. So it's from there it spread to every town and village. So also our hometowns, uh, Harinam is now a regular thing, you know, at least once a week, twice a week, whatever it may be. Um, but all that is is the gift of Srila Prabhupada. Um, as Srila Prabhupada was traveling, um, at one point he had a transit in, uh, in Athens. I'm not sure where he was going uh, exactly, but the plane was going via Athens and he had to change planes in Athens. But he was not coming out. But somehow or other, um, I forgot now who, who did it, but they had assembled some devotees to start a kirtan. And Robert could hear the kirtan. As he was on the inside, he could hear there was a kirtan. And he was very happy that there was already kirtan on, uh, on the airport. Um, so in this way, Prabhupada's kirtan had, had spread uh, to Athens. Uh, 
Ramananda once met the devotees from Brazil and he was very happy to meet them and said, actually, I started Kirtan in Brazil. And then he explained how he stopped in Brazil and had a first Kirtan in Brazil many, many years ago. Um, and, and we hear also that the, the devotees who first came to London and they were uh, doing Hari Nam and they were at one point on Trafalgar Square, which is where we now have Rathiyatra and which is like a very central major square. It said that they uh, got difficulties with the police. The police told them to move on and they did move on and they wound up in Soho Street Square Park, which is exactly where our temple is nowadays. And that's where the Harinam really was happening in the park. Things like that. Uh, of course, a materialist may think coincidence. But we understand, no, these things are not coincidence at all. This is, this is Prabhupada's, this is Krishna's plan. Um, Krishna used Srila Prabhupada as his instrument. And so many things are, are going on in that way. That, um, simply where Krishna uses devotees as an instrument. And, um, it's not, we just happen to be in the right time, right place, and just somehow or other um, something like that happens. Um, we may be thinking, oh, distributing books, oh, oh, that's difficult, oh, oh, yeah, uh, you know, some may think, others may think, yeah, easy, you know, depending on our nature, right? Uh, some may think it's easy, some may think it's difficult, but uh, we have to see that uh, Krishna is also there, and Krishna arranges the right people in the right place, the, the devotee with the book in the right place, at the right time, everything is staged, right? It's sort of like Krishna staged it all. Um, so, so many, we have to see um, Krishna's hand. Srila Prabhupada became the uh, principal, uh, the principal Acharya take Krishna consciousness from east to west and with that not only from east to west but from tradition to modernity. Um, India for thousands of years was following the same tradition. Um, everything was just, that tradition was just predominant. But when uh, Prabhupada brought Krishna consciousness to the west, yes, he brought with him uh, not only the holy name, and not only Srimad Bhagavatam, but he also brought the culture. Um, he did not dress in Western clothes. He had his white Indian shoes, uh, plastic from Vrindavan. He had, his, uh, he had his umbrella from the rainy seasons, always hanging over his arm, and so on. Prabhupada, uh, and, he, and he wore his sannyas, dress and chadar and, uh, and everything. So there was a culture. He started Rice Dal, Sabji Chapati. He was teaching. Uh, Kirtan Ananda became Kitchen Ananda and became very expert. 
uh, he was the best chapati cook. And it was about rice dal chapatis, and it was like, oh, yes, can I have some more dal? Yeah. Now, uh, we are more spoiled these days. Uh, just dal will not do. <laughs> but then, of course, Prophet cooked also the first Sunday feasts. Uh, yeah. So, see, the Prabhupada gave us everything. See, um, the Prabhupada is still making the bodies today. Yes. And uh, if he was here, I would be sitting down there with you, that would be for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, who would I be? You know, everyone would forget forget about me pretty quick, you know. So, so yeah, he's okay, he's kind of a swamp. But you know, <laughs> everyone would see Prabhupada, of course. So, of course, Prabhupada is here. And of course, in one way, Srila Prabhupada is our first guru. And we all should should get very close to him. We should not think we never met him. Uh, recently, I was visiting Satsarup Maharaj, who is the principal biographer uh, about Srila Prabhupada. And we were speaking a bit. Uh, Maharaj is 83, advanced age. Uh, you know, does that. Um, but he was really engaging with us. You know, he was, was he liked the conversation. And I, I told him, I said, uh, I thanked him for everything he gave about Srila Prabhupada. He said, because, you know, it is uh, that uh, we know, we know Srila Prabhupada better than our own parents. You know, then I said, then my own father. See, I can tell you something about my father, and I could probably manage to stretch it, if I really do my best, for half an hour. But then I would stretch it. And then, and then I would run out of ammunition, no more stories to tell. Right? That's the reality. But about Prabhupada, I can go for three days and still not run out of stories to tell. Yes. Um, and that is all thanks to, uh, first of all, Satsarup Maharaj, and then others became inspired to add and write biographies. And, and Yadubar, of course, for making his films. Because uh, that was also very interesting that this person, John Greaser, who was who studied film and photography, and uh, that somehow or other he was sent by Life magazine, not only to uh, to as a photographer, but to write an article about Prabhupada and take pictures at the same time, and uh, and the result was he became so impressed that he just that he stayed, and that he just became the. Uh, yeah, the, the one who recorded everything, all the film, basically. Yeah. And his wife, Ishaka, of course, the photographer. And they traveled with uh, 
uh, with uh, Srila Prabhupada. Five years and eight months, if it was right, is it? Eight, I think. Seven, something like that. There's a book. She wrote a book. Uh, how they traveled five years and seven or eight months, something like that. And uh, what can you say? That's a long time. And not just, I mean, to travel with Prabhupada, to be in the entourage, that was extraordinary. So um, the, the Bhaktivedanta manner is now graced that Vishaka is the temple president. Sometimes devotees don't understand what that means, you know, who they have. You know, they just think, oh, well, you know, I mean, you know, she's, I was talking to her yesterday. She said, thanks, you know, like sometimes that you gave me some words of credit. Sometimes I think, what's this old lady doing here? <laughs> tell you. Uh, no, Mother Vishaka is, uh, is an empowered uh, personality, uh, empowered by Prabhupada's association. Uh, so uh, we are fortunate to, uh, to make that connection with Srila Prabhupada. So I wanted to say that, that I think every one of my disciples right, should go to the trouble of finding out what they can find out about Srila Prabhupada. It's a little bit of work you know, to read the whole Lilamrita, not the abridged Prabhupada book, no, the whole Lilamrita. And then the diaries of Hari Sori. And then Satsuruk Maharaj has these, uh, these short little things about Prabhupada. They, they came in little red books, you know. Red books were quite popular uh, because Mao Zedong did red books. <laughs> so then Satsuruk Maharaj started also do red books, these little red books with Prabhupada's stories. Mm. Yes, so many things we have. So we should, should read the biographies, and then there are Prabhupada's letters. And then, if you, if, you're, if you still like reading after that, then there are 37 volumes with conversations. Yeah, I read it all. As it came out, I read it all. I went through these 37 uh, volumes of conversations, making notes and checking it out. As the little red books came out, I already ordered them in advance. As Hari Sori's diaries would come out, I grabbed them. And as Yadubar brought out the movies about Prabhupada, I was getting them. And I've downloaded them all on my uh, iPad so that I can watch them on the plane when the plane gets too boring. And when I get too drained and, I'm and I can't read anymore, then I can still watch a Prabhupada video. In this way, um, yeah, we can find out more about Srila Prabhupada. This is a lifetime mission. Let us find out more about Srila Prabhupada. Um, we're seeing that experienced devotees who've really read the books can quote whole purports. Uh, uh, I noted with Jayadvetis Maharaj that I was, uh, I was teaching the Bhakti Vaibhava course in Mayapur and on the fourth canto.
And I had uh, prepared, you know, seriously. So I had gone with a pen, with a pencil, underlined things, taken notes, this, that. Then I had read the commentaries of Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, whatever I could get my hands on, I, I got it. Uh, and then, right, and then I, I had lunch with Chaitanya March, and uh, so, and we were discussing um, what we were teaching. We were both teaching, so we, we would, it was quite a nice time. For 13 years, we would every year go to Mayapur and be teaching uh, in the MI. And then I would get up around 1.30, uh, in the morning, not in the afternoon, <laughs> but in the morning, and uh, I would uh, uh, would chant twenty rounds before Mangalarti, and then I'd go uh, to Mangalarti, and then uh, I would study. Right? Uh, then I would teach, and then we would have lunch, and then we discuss what we had said, taught. You know. So, okay, so. You can see, I, I had really studied up, I had taught it, you know, I was like into that part of the Bhagavatam at that point of the lunch, right? And we're discussing it, and some points, and then I'm saying, yes, this point and that point, and then Jayat just goes, yes, but in, in, in such and such purport, it says this, and in that and that purport, it says that, and you go like, whoa, he knows all these things by heart, he knows all the purports. He didn't study them like I did, you know. Okay, yes, I also. Uh, he knew the numbers. He knew exactly. He knew. He knows his purports, not just the verses. So like that, when we study Prabhupada's books, um, that's when we can become Prabhupada men and women, um, and this is really what it's about. Um, um, yeah, somehow or other, uh, if this, if this uh, miracle happened, that somehow or other I'm here, uh, although not initiated by Srila Prabhupada, but acting as a spiritual master, and how you all became my disciples. Um, yeah. Um, of course, that was Jaitveta March's arrangement. But I also feel that uh, it had the blessings from Krishna. And if there's any reason, um, then it is because in Vrindavan I became a Prabhupada man. I learned that it's, it's, it's about Prabhupada. What is important to Prabhupada should be important to us. And therefore we should know. We should make a close relationship with Srila Prabhupada. And the more we do so, the more we are strong, the more everything is clear. I went through so many things, right? I mean, since I joined a few months after Srila Prabhupada left the planet, uh, I joined. Then the, uh, after some time, the uh, Iskong gurus were also there. And then, uh, then, uh, there were 11 at the time, and they were zonal acharyas. If you were in a particular country, then you had to take from the local guru. That was it. Diksha was given by one guru. So I was in Vrindavan, and 
uh, Vrindavan was, uh, yeah, was under Bhavananda Prabhu. So he became my guru, but he also fell down. But because I had faith in, in Prabhupada, and had that made that connection very strong. And therefore, I carried on. Even, yeah, it was said that Bhavananda left, but uh, life went on. Right? Life and Krishna consciousness went on. Because we understood, you know, from Prabhupada, I thoroughly understood, we are the eternal servant of Krishna. So being the eternal servant of Krishna means nothing can change that. Nothing in the world can change that. Nothing. No matter what happens, still the servant of Krishna. The whole world can go upside down, and sometimes it does. But we are still the servant of Krishna, because that's eternally so. Okay, there's a car in the wrong place. There's a car parked right in front of the gate, and we're going to get uh, fined. So it's a Volkswagen Blue LS21EZV. It's a car rental. Which car? Parked right on the road. Like, it's a blue. Volkswagen Blue car rental. So if you rented a car, otherwise ignore this message. Rented a car, it's a Volkswagen Blue LS21 EZV. Don't worry if you need to stand up and go with <laughs> Please, somebody stand up. Okay, she, did, she just did. Must be her car then. Nobody? <laughs> okay. Oh, well. Somebody's going to get a fine then. Oh, well. You know, what to do? And if they tow it away, then <laughs> wheel clamps. If they put a wheel clamp, we all cannot get out of the gate. Not so fun. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my point um, about our connection with Srila Prabhupada is maybe not a, uh, such a, maybe not such a revolutionary point. Maybe you've heard it before. Uh, I, I surely believe that. Uh, but how deep did we go in that relationship? Uh, even, after, even if we'd heard it a thousand times, uh, did we really read all the 37 conversation books already? Did we read all the biographical material already? Did we read the letters already? Did we also read Ajamil? He wrote this Prabhupada Sikshamrita based on the letters, on, and then by topics, organized. Very interesting, quite amazing stuff. In the, it's also in the Veda base. Uh, you get nice things there. Let me uh, read a little bit from that. Uh, of <clears throat> uh, today, the time, dear, dear onlineers, uh, the time schedule is a little bit uh, longer than usual. <laughs> because uh, we're running a live program here, and it's going to go for a while, I guess. Uh, what can we say? So I'm going to go to the... Uh, but if you get 
if you're in other countries on other time schedules and, and you're going to get a little, uh, and it's going to get too late, and then, uh, you know, and you have to work or something, whatever, just rest when you have to, no problem. Um, uh, let's see, legal diaries, compilations, this must be it. Yes, Sikshamrita complete edition. Okay, now I, I, I go over the table of contents and there are chapters and they have a different title. So um, I, I'll just read through it and you get topics and there's a whole series of letters on these topics. Now if somebody wants to hear something on a particular topic, I'll stop there. So then you just make a noise, whoever makes the first noise, okay? So it's got to be dead silent, huh? No accidental noises. Everyone, you know, whatever noises, everything silent. But then, oh, any noise. So here, any noise means you want to hear more about this topic. Art, association with devotees, astrology, and astrology. I heard him. Mm. <laughs> association with devotees. Yeah, he didn't. Mm. Okay, well. The tendency for solitude is a kind of reaction on our past material activities. But solitude is not very good for a neophyte. Maya is always trying to attack us. And as soon as she finds some opportunity, she tries to inflict her poisonous effects. The best thing is therefore not to seek solitude in the beginning, but to remain in the midst of pure devotees, so that even there is a tech of Maya, their association will protect us. If you are ever always busy in a matter of preaching work, that's very nice. But to remain alone in uh, a solitary place for a new man is not advisable. Srila Prabhupada letter to Yadunandan. 26 March Krishna. There are many material examples also. There are many political parties in a state, but in spite of all political jealousies, there are one in serving the state. Similarly, Krishna begins the center. Being the center, all competition and jealousies for serving Krishna the best is always provided. Such jealousies do not come down to the material plane. Srila Prabhupada to Kirtanananda, 13th April, 1967. Yes, transcendental... Uh, competition and, and seeing like, uh, wow, look what they cooked for Krishna. Okay. 
tomorrow I'll go in the kitchen. <laughs> I used to cook. Now I only eat. <laughs> but I still know how to cook. Criticism among devotees. The separation of Kirtanananda and Haya Griva is not a very happy incident. Okay. Now, I have to tell something about this. It's like, uh, yeah. At one point, Kirtanananda. Um, came back from Vrindavan, he had received sannyas, he went to uh, London, Prabhupada told him to, to meet, there was one lady from the Godiamat to try and meet her. Uh, on, the, on the way, Kirtananda decided to come in plain clothes and started to tell the devotees that this was what Prabhupada had, uh, had told them. Yes, and he preached that. Then later they found out that Prabhupada didn't preach, didn't tell that. Then they became so angry that they just all, uh, they all rejected him. And he left. And as they left, they spit on him. So it was very heavy. Then he went and started Nuvindavan. And Hayagriva was his friend. So Hayagriva also left. And uh, yeah, some of the devotees at the time felt that they have deviated from Prabhupada. You know, it's good that they're gone. But Prabhupada said, the separation of Kirtananda and Hayagriva is not a very happy incident. I was practically in tears from their attitude of separation on such flimsy grounds. In other words, it's my incapability that I could not save these two souls. But this is a great evidence that each soul is individual. The nonsense theory of oneness becomes null and void by the evidence presented in this incident. But we should not be angry with these poor souls. Try to convince them by argument and reason, but do not become angry with them. Lord Nichananda, when he was dealing with Jagai Madai, maintained the maximum amount of tolerance and patience in spite of the greatest provocation, the two brothers Jagai and Madai committed violence on Lord Nichananda. Even Lord Chaitanya, the author of Sikhsastikam, became agitated. But Lord Nichananda in the, in the matter remained calm and quiet and delivered the two rascals to the highest elevation. It carries on. Uh, so, you know, Srila Prabhupada was... Uh, was seeing everyone as valuable, was seeing every devotee as valuable. Even if there was some trouble, he saw every devotee as valuable. Now, so, you can see this is very important. So the history of ISKCON with its ups and downs, with devotees, with their problems, with their weaknesses, with their strength, all that comes out in the letters, you know, Prabhupada, dealt with the devotees as they were going through their 
issues and as issues came to the foreground and he responded and we can see how he responds in not just uh, how to say in a uh, yeah not compromising the philosophy but at the same time very much caring right, about each individual oh, and also using every opportunity to um, to preach, like, um, he speaks out against impersonalism. Kirtanan had also begun to preach impersonalism. So, um, in this way, um, Prabhupada would uh, not compromise the philosophy, but at the same time, um, not reject people. So shows so, so a lot of heart. Anyway, so these letters are interesting. There are many very interesting letters, I think. I don't know if you liked it, what you just read. I did. I, I, to me, it's inspiring. When I, you know, so this, this Sikshamrita, if you don't have the Veda base, right, then you're missing something. You know, it's like, it's 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 a great opulence to have the Veda base, all Prabhupada's books, letters, and everything in uh, electronic form. It's just like uh, it's like uh, it's possible. You can download it on a computer. I think there even for free. And uh, you know, on the phone you have to pay. I mean, uh, I'm I don't I'm not sure even if Android phones have it. I think there's only Gita base on Android phones, which is incomplete. Right? Too bad Android phone. That's why I got an iPhone. <laughs> no, it's actually true. Actually true that the Android phones couldn't have the Veda base. I said, forget it. An iPhone could. I said, I'll have an iPhone. Yeah. There are other problems with iPhones, though. They're too sexy. <laughs> so. That is a complication. <laughs> I mean, you know, the uh, Android phones, of course, if you go for a fancy Samsung or something, but otherwise, your regular El Cheapo you know, <laughs> Android is, is, you know, doesn't have that same kind of sexy appearance of Apple, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dangerous, all that. But the Veda base is worth it. Huh? To have the Veda base is so nice. It really, yeah. So this Prabhupada Siksamrita, it's also available in book form. You can still get them, you know, you have to look for them a little bit, but you can get Prabhupada Siksamrita. It's, it's pretty good. It's really cool. And my, and if you, if you don't have it at home, you should get it. May as well. Yeah, why not? You know. And because reading these things make us understand what did Prabhupada want, what was his attitude, what did he like, what was important to him. And that's what we need to know. That's what we really need to know. Uh, and there will be strengths. Because 
yeah, we we know, right? Uh, we know one thing. Srila Prabhupada was beyond fall down, right? It's just beyond being attracted to this material world. There was no doubt about it, right? Prabhupada um, was was totally transcendental to to any material attraction, and therefore, and he was directly able to speak with Krishna. Not only like uh, there's the famous interview. Uh, the interviewer had prepared the interview. He is asking, um, how is it that the pure devotee uh, knows what Krishna's desire is? The pure devotee is supposed to be Krishna's representative. And, but how does he know Krishna's desire? Right? I mean, in a, in a particular situation, not just from scripture, but in a particular situation. How does he know Krishna's desire? So it's a good question. Right? So Rameshwar was there. He was a sannyasi at the time. So Rameshwar said, oh, it's, it's Krishna who reveals his will within the heart. And Prabhupada said, no, not like that. If I want to know what Krishna wants, I just ask him. See, that's another level. Probably could just ask him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if any of us can just, you know, sort of speak to Krishna like, like we can speak to each other and sort of say, excuse me, uh, what do you really want? Uh, so that was Prabhupada. So we should understand, right? Um, I, we were in Vrindavan, and in Vrindavan we saw... Um, you know, that was sort of one of the spiritual headquarters of ISKCON. So when the new gurus came, then we had 11 gurus. Now, I was in charge of arranging for the worship of 11 gurus. It was a whole thing. We had 11 Vyasasans, right? Portable, but all lined up. 11 Vyasasans, then 11 Pujaris, you know? And, listen to this, the RT was all synchronized. Oh, yes. Oh, so the arms, the arms would go up all at the same time. Exactly, you know. It was being, yeah, those were the days. Then we had the courtyard in the, in the, in the temple in Vrindavan. If you know, the, there's an open courtyard and there are steps and the actual courtyard is lower than the darshan area. So then the steps, in the middle there's a platform, a round lecture platform. So that's where the speaker would sit on the Vyasasan. And then, we, then I would build with my team a platform, that, you know, a wooden platform that would fit on the stairs. And the nice cushions and bolster pillows and everything. And then five gurus on others either side. So one guru was speaking and the other five would sit on either side. Five here, five there. And, you know, like, uh, then a battery of, of sannyasis in the front, you know, like a whole bunch of them, a forest of dandas, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then, you know, uh, it was very interesting how all these arrangements were there. 
And, uh, but one thing uh, in front of Prabhupada, everyone, everyone was dwarfed. <laughs> everyone took a humble position. Uh, that we have to understand, everyone. Uh, uh, I had a dream in 1983 about that. And the dream was Prabhupada was walking. And Prabhupada, his head touched the clouds. He was enormous. And he walked like his usual walk, his air, looking up. And uh, in the front of his cloth, there was a pocket. And in those pockets, there were the zonal acharyas. <laughs> That's like a kangaroo type of arrangement. And there's all these little... And they were all looking over the edge of the pocket, you know. So some of them, I mean, I remember Tamal, Krishna Maharaj, Harikas and Bhagawan were arguing, we should go this way. No, 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 we should go that way. And they were arguing. And, the, and Prabhupada just kept on walking sometimes looked down sort of with a benevolent smile and then kept on walking. It was in 1983. It was a revolutionary dream, you know. You could burn, be burned on the stake for dreams like that in 83. <laughs> so I was a little careful about talking too much about my dream because I knew I would get in trouble for my dream. But, uh, but still, it was for me a very valuable dream, actually. Put everything in perspective. You know? Then I, it was very clear. Prabhupada is, is the giant. Uh, so let us all understand that, you know. And let us all, all thoroughly um, get to know Srila Prabhupada. Yes. That's, uh, I think, that will root us deeply. It's ultimately Srila Prabhupada that will keep us going. He, this is, he's the last, the last stop of our faith. Right? The last stop of our faith. We think about it, you know. What makes, this, what makes you so sure that this movement is bona fide? Right? And I said, well, you know, you can find many reasons. Right? But ultimately, it's Srila Prabhupada. Uh, uh, I have in the past taught a course on, on faith, right? and, and we did, uh, did that course in the Bhaktivedanta College in Radhadesh, and it was fun. We did different things. One thing we did is we made uh, a mind map on the wall, and we made a mind map of our faith, a big one, and we did it all together. So, okay, faith. Uh, why? Why are we having, having faith in, in, in Krishna consciousness? Why? Prabhupada. Okay, we go Prabhupada. Now, why are you having faith in Prabhupada? What? Hope. 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 <laughs> why are you having faith in Prabhupada? Because he gives Krishna, because he gives Krishna. Why faith in Prabhupada? Come on. So you must have some, You don't have faith in Prabhupada? <laughs> you do? And why? I can't hear a word. I can't hear. What's he saying? 
You cannot say what your neighbor said. You have to say something of your own. Okay, your turn. Because it's true, and you cannot escape the truth. She's a disciple of Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> <laughs> she is uh, the daughter of, uh, of, of Surabi Swami. And Surabi Swami was, uh, was, uh, was from the Netherlands, right? And, uh, and uh, I never knew well, uh, Prabhupada kidnapped Surabi Swami, really. Um, Surabi Swami wasn't always Surabi Swami, he was Hans Kelman. And he came to, anyway, before I go there all the way, this mind map thing, you have to give all the reasons why you have faith in Prabhupada. You have to be able to give 10 reasons, 100, why? Why? Okay, why? Because you can trust him. Why? Because we see that he speaks about Krishna from the Bhagavatam. And he speaks with love and he lives according to the Bhagavatam. Like that. You have to have these reasons. Why? You have faith in Prabhupada. Have to know. Next time I ask, you have to give me like pum 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 five reasons, <laughs> at least. No, it's okay. But I'm saying it's like I'm not saying it to to chastise you or something. But I'm saying it's like we should explore. This these are the roots of our faith. You know? uh, now about Surabi, uh, you know who who was Hans Kelman. He happened to walk on, uh, on onto the, the site in in Juhu, and there was simply a temporary temple, and it happened to Tabal Krishnamarch happened to be there, and he saw this Westerner, so he he was good at that. He would immediately connect and start a conversation and make the person feel welcome and and start chatting, and within moments he found out he's an architect, <laughs> and he's immediately architect. He said, oh, our spiritual master is here, would you like to meet him? And they brought him to Prabhupada. <laughs> Prabhupada saw him and said, uh, Prabhupada, this is Hans Kelman. he's an architect. Prabhupada, architect? <laughs> Prabhupada said, bring pen and paper. And immediately uh, Hans Kelman was asked to draw a temple design for a temple in Vrindavan. Now I know Surabi I, uh, I've worked with him extensively, I know him quite well, and he could, when he was getting into it, put his pen to the paper and just draw a building in one line. He wouldn't lift his pen. You know, he'd just put it down and it just... And then at the end there was a building. <laughs> so it's like a real inspired kind of architect, you know, it's like it wasn't, you could see we're going some sort of trance. But if you don't lift your pen, it means that you're not hesitating, you know, just, just sort of like, it's almost like visionary type of thing. 
So, okay, that's how he would, would draw his designs. And Prabhupada saw the sketch, and he liked it, right? And then he invited him for an initiation. And he said, uh, you welcome. You, tomorrow we have an initiation. Would you like to come? And he said, yes, sure, I'll come. Who's getting initiated? Prabhupada said, you. <laughs> so he kidnapped him, you know? I mean, that's, that's kidnapping, right? So he kidnapped him. Now, Surabi sort of later kidnapped me. I didn't know that. But he made all, all these arrangements for me to get involved in construction. Uh, you know, suddenly Bhavananda is standing behind me, puts a hand on my shoulder and says, do you like construction? I felt like, oh no, <laughs> not that, help. And then, uh, so I, but I tried to say in the most neutral voice, um, not particularly. <laughs> and they said, great, you're in charge of all construction in Mayapur. And next moment, uh, I was particularly in charge of the Mayapur Samadhi construction. Later I found out that Surabi was behind it. He did receive me very nicely in Delhi with lots of very sweet mangoes, very cold from the fridge and tasty. Do you want some more? Please take more. <laughs> mm. <laughs> now I know what these mangoes were all about. Yeah, so. Anyway, the family is always feeding me because she's also feeding me uh, very nicely. I mean, phew. Uh, what place you live again? Is it uh, Toulouse or what was it? Dijon. Dijon, yeah, Dijon in France. We even went there and stopped. And to, when we were driving with the van in France to pick up some prasadam, we stopped and we went to her house and it was full with prasadam. She said, you want this? You want that? You want this also? She opened everything. We took half of what was in the house. <laughs> it was quite good. There was a lot. It was very nice. So, thank you very much. Um, yeah. So, Srila Prabhupada would kidnap people and also empower them. Right? Um, because, first of all, empower them with desire. Because for Prabhupada, they wanted to do it. Um, we have a story of Kiriraj Maharaj, who at the time was a brahmachari, who then looked after, after Juhu was built. As the construction was going on, there was, it wasn't finished, but as the construction was going on, there was this court case uh, over the land, and Kiriraj was fighting the court case, because Kiriraj was the son of a, of a, high-level American lawyer. So it's in his blood, you know, it's like... Uh, uh, so he's fighting the case. And... Uh, so then the, the, the opponents, Mr. Nair, uh, he was uh, thinking of a, 
seeing that this Giriraj is a troublemaker. So he thought of what can I do to corrupt him. He said, well, he's a brahmachari. So he arranged some prostitute and did a little Haridas Thakur program on him, you know, <laughs> sent a prostitute. And he is sitting in the car, Giriraj does, brahmachari. And suddenly this, he's, a, he's very young, in his early 20s, and there's this, this uh, beautiful young girl suddenly moving into the car and <laughs> <laughs> sitting right next to him, really like, and he's thinking, ba-boom, 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 his heart start beating like Mardanga. And, <laughs> and at that point, yes, he thought, okay, I'm finished. This is it. I'm going to fall down. This is it. And then he was thinking, oh, but what will Prabhupada say when he will hear the news? No. No. I cannot fall down. No. No. So we can see how, how the, the desire, the relationship saved him and empowered him how just out of love for Prabhupada, Prabhupada captured uh, these devotees. So, um, we have to understand this. And, but at the same time, ask them to do impossible things. Right? Nobody got off light. Um, Tamar Krishnamaraj, of course, Prabhupada drove him. Then Tamar Krishnamaraj drove his disciples. I remember I was present in a, in a memorial program just after Tamal Krishna Maharaj had, uh, had, had left the planet. And there was this Chinese lady speaking, his disciple. And she used to distribute books. And she was distributing maybe 30, 40 books a day, which is substantial come on nowadays some of us 30 40 books a day we go you're a real book distributor right i mean you know this is like uh, yeah but tamal krishnamart said no i want you to do a hundred right a hundred right she said like you know i can't do a hundred i can't you know i just can't do it he said no i want you to do a hundred and she goes like you know I mean, this is ridiculous, you know, this is too much, you know, I can't do a hundred books, I just can't, right? I can't. And Tamal Krishnamurti didn't listen, and he said, I want you to do a hundred, right? And she just came back many times, and she didn't do a hundred, and said, see, I cannot do a hundred, you know? I tried, I cannot do it, I just can't do it, right? <laughs> and then... He left, right? And she went out on book distribution, and then she did a hundred books. <laughs> and then she was crying, crying, you know, like this, like, God, he wanted me to do a hundred. And she did it. Yeah, so, you know, Prabhupada is also like that, right? Asking for difficult things. Yeah, so that time is there. So yes, um, I think the time is also coming for me to be a little more 
uh, serious in, uh, in instructing my disciples because I've always been uh, very patient. Uh, well, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> I've been very patient with uh, when people are expressing their issues, their minds, and then I've been patient and tolerant. When I want something done, I'm not patient, and I want it done immediately. Right? And then I want it done now. I hate tomorrow. <laughs> Why tomorrow, you can, if you can do it today? Um, yeah, I'll do it later. Why not now? Right? Uh, <laughs> he knows. <laughs> I want it straight away, no delay. Why have to wait five minutes? I don't want to wait five minutes. Anyway, so, uh, but otherwise, I've been patient uh, with devotees. Uh, when they felt, oh, they couldn't do this yet, okay, I understand, I understand, I understand. But now is it, no, I'm not going to just understand, right? we got to go back to Godhead, you know. Yes, love and peace, okay, you know, flower power <laughs> and everything. That's great, but hey, we got to get serious. We got to get serious, you know. Um, and for one thing, you all have to survive for in spiritual life, I say, for many years to come, right? And not only survive, survival, of course, it begins with spiritual survival. And it's about getting serious, saying, look, realize where we are. Prabhupada speaks about the ants, you know, who are on a burning log. As a piece of wood, it's burning, but the ants are walking on it in the middle. And they're busy doing their things, you know. Get off the log, it's burning. Sansara Dhava, Nadalila Loka. There's a blazing forest fire in the material world. Get out of here. Don't waste our time playing with the material energy, playing with the material body. Yeah? The senses are so strong. Yes, the senses are strong, but hell is a lot stronger. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, how can I control my senses? Read the fifth canto. <laughs> Have you read it? No, I got stuck in the third canto. <laughs> you can jump ahead and, and just read the fifth, have a preview of the fifth canto. Right? You know, I don't want to preach like hell, hell and hell stone and brimfire. Right? But you know, if you're not careful, yes, you're going to burn. <laughs> it's worse than that. Oh, yes. Anyway, so the fifth canto is, is, is there. It, there is a fifth canto. Uh, of course, you know, we're not just following Krishna consciousness out of fear, but a little fear is healthy. You know? I mean, a little fear of... of uh, of losing the chance, well, it's a good idea. So, what will I do? You know, and then, you know, a little fun. Huh? 
pa cucaracha. <laughs> All that, you know, no cucaracha. <laughs> no, no, no. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, Hari Namananda's been in Mexico many times, huh? Yeah. Arriba, arriba. Yeah. Viva la fiesta. Um, it's a big party. Um, so we got to be a little careful about our spiritual life and say, hey, let's go back to Godhead. So, first of all, we, we need some knowledge. First of all, we need to understand that it's, it's, uh, it's a fine line. We can't waste our, 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 uh, our chance to go back to Godhead. One, one, someone didn't... Okay, okay. <laughs> someone didn't take initiation for 20 years because they couldn't give up onions. God, you know. I mean, you might become an onion in your next life. You know? <laughs> I mean, gosh, you know. <laughs> onions, right? Take another birth for onions? <laughs> I mean, are you sure you want to take another? Yesterday, during the initiation, there were a lot of nice, interesting additions. <laughs> We've had... Uh, no meat, fish, or eggs. I, mean, I didn't hear about birds, <laughs> birds and snails and everything, but I did. <laughs> did I did hear uh, no, no onions, no garlic, no mushrooms. I mean, 16 rounds minimum on beets. It was, it was pretty good. Uh, yes. Some people they go further and further in their vows. <laughs> And on a God to see all don't promise all that. Don't don't do it. <laughs> you can do it, but don't promise it because whew, then you have to do it. It's not so easy. Not so easy. Anyway. So vows well, vows are vows and uh Yeah, I have some sort of unpublished manuscript on vows, which may one day come out of the closet. Uh, the editors edited it a little too much for my taste, and then I send it back to the closet. Uh, you know, sort of. But uh, yeah, we all live with vows, whether we follow them or not, right? Because that Srila Prabhupada made that very central to Krishna consciousness, the vows, right? And yeah, everybody knows it, whether you're following the vows or not following the vows, it's the vows, right? But yeah, I've said it many times, you know, uh, either we can choose in Krishna consciousness, we can choose whether we want to be uh, a happy devotee or whether we want to be an unhappy devotee. Yeah, it's too late. We're going to be devotees. We cannot be anything else. What else can we do now? But yes, we can either be a happy devotee or unhappy devotee. So I say the vows are like pearls. You plant them, you water them with devotional service, and then these vows will grow and produce many beautiful things. 
You will see. Mr. Jaigopal, that's what it was. All these names, gosh, you have to try to remember them. It's easy to give them, but then, <laughs> what was it again? Okay, Baruni, I remember that one. Uh, yeah, gosh. Where's everybody? <laughs> okay, uh, Madhurika, you can do that one. Uh, oh, Samantra, that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. Nadja, Prakash. <laughs> Getting used to it. It's a bit of a change from Nick, <laughs> but it's 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 a powerful name, Nadja Prakash. Jai Gopal is a happy name. In, in my country also, <laughs> I think too, but yeah, but Nadia Pakash is a man's name, Pakash. <laughs> when, they, when they go, oh, Nadia, ha, 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 ha. Then you go, Paka. <laughs> yeah. You have to get used to these names. You know, yeah, my name also was a shock to me because, first of all, my Carmi name was Paul Cock, very short, right? So it was Paul, right? So I thought I'd get something with a P, you know? So I was fully mentally prepared for any P, but they mixed up my last name and my first name. So they wrote it as Cook Paul, and thought Paul was the last name. Some people have Paul for a last name, and some people have Cook for the first name, so they couldn't figure out which was the last name, which was the first name. So then I got the K, you know, and then it became Kadamba Kunana, ba 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 Whoa, it, that was, I was really shocked, I was shocked. It's like thunder and everything was there, ba 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 bum, you know, it's like. But over time, the meaning of the name began to grow on me, you know, and I began to see that it was part of Vrindavan and that the name bound me to Vrindavan and that the name actually make, made me a, uh, yeah, in a way, a resident of Vrindavan, it locked Vrindavan in my heart, which was exactly right, because I had joined in Vrindavan, I had taken up service in Vrindavan, I really felt like that's my home, and I'm trying to serve Vrindavan, and I did for many years. So Nadia Pukash means, uh, it's a lot to serve, that name. See, you are Das, so now, we have to serve. It's not like, is this me? I don't know if this name is me. I don't really find myself in the name because it's not me. 
No, it's not about us. It's about being the servant of the name. We're going to serve that name and try and, and make something out of that. Danista is a servant, just a servant. Like that. So you have to be, happens to be Krishna's servant, so it's not so bad. <laughs> so, yeah, so, personal servant, serving Krishna in his household. It's not too bad. So yes. Ah, servant of Jaikopal. Going out in the morning with his cows. Krishna gets up in the morning and it's difficult to get him up, but eventually Mother Yasoda gets him up and then he immediately goes to milk the cows. And only after he started that, then all the other cows are also being milked by other cowherd boys, and then Krishna take, goes takes a, sh a shower. Then he takes baths, because the cows cannot wait. Oh, Jai Gopal. Yes. That cowherd boy. He's got a flute. Big. Go to Mahananda. It's loud. These coward boys do all kinds of interesting things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So these names, we're servants of these names. You see? I mean, like, like I was talking with Sutapa, still Prabhu. <laughs> but he was mentioning the other day how this name Sutapa, how it, how it actually helped him yeah? for, for in his spiritual life, how somehow or other it, it gave him strength. He became the servant of that name, and, and then he got energy from it, power from it. Yeah. It's nice. Spiritual names. So, yeah, but we're used to being the center of the universe, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, you know, uh, your name is something, you know, like uh, uh, in America sometimes you have uh, Arthur, Victor, uh, uh, Rose, the second. <laughs> the second. Yeah, it's very interesting how, how they, they have uh, give the son the same name and he becomes the second, as if they're a royal family or something. You know. <laughs> Vishwambar, he is, uh, his father is, is Ridai Chaitanya Prabhu, who is a, is a GBC and, and leader and this and that, and you know, in ISKCON. So, uh, when it was time to give him a name, then Jayadvaita Maharaj told me, you should call him Ridai Chaitanya II. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, <laughs> I think maybe better I didn't. <laughs> I understand you also need to be yourself, but it was interesting. Yes. Um, we have to be the servant of the name. Yeah. 
We have Rupa Goswami from uh, from uh, uh, Australia, from the Govardhan. And he was born on Rupa Goswami. Was it Appearance Day or Disappearance Day? Disappearance. Disappearance Day? Yeah. So he was born on the Disappearance Day of Rupa Goswami. That's why his parents gave him Rupa Goswami. So then, yeah, you know, like, you think, what? I didn't even, I didn't know that. Then I gave him, at initiation, I gave him the name Rupa Charan, and he looked so sad. <laughs> and he tolerated it for a long time. And he just tolerated it. And then I found out that he had appeared to disappear day. So then later on, I just changed his name to Rupa Goswami again. So he's Rupa Goswami now. He lost the Charan. But for a while, being focused on the Charan of Rupa Goswami, on the lotus feet, was also good. It is sort of pointed out, approached with humility, because when you go for the Charan, you have to bow down. And when your Rupa Goswami does, from the disappearance day of Rupa Goswami, well, you know, uh, <coughs> what day did you appear? <laughs> 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 kind of thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all these things are transcendental. And, and all these things are, are arranged by Krishna. Uh, these things are... So don't think, oh, I got the wrong name. Of course, there's a country and western song about a boy named Sue. Sue is a girl's name, right? It's a cowboy song, and it's like this story of a boy, his father was, was gone for a long time. But before he left home, he called his son Sue, which is Susanna, Sue, a girl's name, right? Anyway, so the boy went through life with the name Sue, and he didn't have a father. Then, after, when he was in his 20s, he finally met his father. And he said, why did you call me Sue? <laughs> then, his, then his father said, well, I knew that I would have to leave you alone. And, and I knew that if I would give you that name, that you would grow up to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> so... Then the song goes, and the son s sings the song and says, and I hit him hard right between the eyes. <laughs> yeah. A boy named a boy named Nadi Pakash. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. <coughs> because the mercy of my of my emperor is yeah. To be the servant of Nadi Pakash means you have to be, be like transparent, you know. Um, a Brahmachari, to be a Brahmachari is difficult. 
Um, I like to speak about the first social con development conference in India, and it was it's very interesting because it was about Varna Ashram, and they had different members of the different Varnas speaking, uh, different ashrams speaking. Um, so they had a uh, they had uh, they had a grihasta Grihasta speaking, and the grihasta in those days there were more brahmacharis than grihastas, I guess. So the grihasta was saying, I'm tired of being considered a second class, a second class devotee, right? And that was his message. There was a lady and she was speaking about, I'm tired of chanting in cold corridors, right? And then there was uh, and Sanyasi that was Smita Krishnamaraj. And, and, and he said he had a house without electricity. In Sweden, now in Sweden, that's something, a house without electricity. It's dark for a long time, very dark. So, and then there was a brahmachari, and the brahmachari said, I don't feel protected. They tell me the statistics are against you. You, you can't survive. <laughs> But, you know, that's not true. That's not true. How can we survive? How can we survive? How can a brahmachari remain a brahmachari? At the, like I said yesterday to some devotees, uh, not all the men are for the ladies. Some men are for the sannyasis. <laughs> yes, we also need some men. And... Uh, so, the brahmacharis, uh, how to be a brahmachari? By giving. How to overcome lust? By giving. By giving Krishna consciousness generously to others. And give ourselves. That's how we'll overcome lust. That's the secret. Giving. Yeah, okay, so uh, I'll, I'll start uh, taking some questions now. I've talked long enough. And uh, we can take questions. Yes, please. Uh, something I was con contemplating about, uh, like you were saying, that sometimes things happen because it's Krishna's arrangement. How do we know when something is Krishna's arrangement versus us just doing a half job or something? Or making very little effort and then thinking it's Krishna's arrangement? Mm. Yeah. Um. What's your name? So Ram Lakshman Prabhu is, you don't see him because he's running the camera, <laughs> um, but he's, uh, we may sometimes um, be in a situation and, 
yeah, we're supposed to do something, but then there's some, some opposition doesn't work, and they say, oh, Krishna's arrangement, kind of, you know, I guess Krishna doesn't want it, okay, and give up. And then you see Prabhupada, who never gave up, right? His manuscript of the Bhagavad Gita gets stolen, he starts again, and so on and so on. And then so many, so many obstacles, so many obstacles, and no success, and it just keeps on going and going. And then, in the end, all that success. So Prabhupada never had that philosophy. Prabhupada's philosophy was clearly, let us just somehow or other huh? carry on, push on. So this is very, very... Uh, so now how do we know what to do? Should we then just push on under all circumstances? Is that what we should do? Uh, or should we sometimes say, well, this doesn't make sense, it's not, it doesn't work, and maybe it's over-endeavor, and maybe we should put our energy in another direction. Because, you know, you can keep on pushing in a direction for something that doesn't work, but what, what comes of it? So, how to know? This is where we are consulting the senior Vaishnavas. This is the point. You know, when we just don't know anymore, then we ask the senior Vaishnavas what they think. One, two, three, four. And if we have a spiritual master, we can also ask the spiritual master. But it's, it's there that we get sort of, uh, okay, and then we take it. Okay, Krishna speaks through the mouth, the mouth of the Vaishnavas. Uh, and, and just... All right, then we do that. Yeah. Sometimes we make big decisions in our life based on yeah, what the Vaishnavas think, the senior Vaishnavas think we should do. Um, yeah. Because sometimes it's not clear, should I fight or should I just submit to the circumstances? So it's so sometimes a very bewildering question to answer ourselves. So then we need the senior Vaishnavas to help us. And of course, the spiritual master has the last word. But then some things we can also ask senior Vaishnavas nearby, you know. Don't have to take everything to the spiritual master. <laughs> That's like, <clears throat> it's like, uh, how much can spiritual masters deal with? How much can they handle? You know, it's like, um, yeah. I hope that. Yeah. Yeah, on that point, how much can spiritual masters handle? How much can they deal with? Well, currently, uh, there is like a, a, a storm around me, you know. I mean, after this announcement, uh, my life is like, uh, whoa, I'm in the center of a hurricane. It's just too much. It's just like people call me, people write to me, people visit me, people uh, bring me medicines. Right? I mean, I have a huge collection already. I'm, I'm going to start a, a medicine shop very soon. Because I think if I would, although the medicines may be good, I think if I take them all at once, I will surely die. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> then, uh, 
So there's lots of things that, but the love is appreciated. In the Chaitanya Bhagavad, it is described that Lord, Lord Chaitanya, when he was not well, he wanted the water that had washed the feet of the Vaishnavas. So, I'll drink that. That I'll drink. That sounds like good medicine. Yeah. But, um, whatever. Um, yeah, so the, being in the middle of, of a storm, um, I, I need some devotees to, to help me, rather than, than to, to help me look after others, and instead of like bringing things to me, Maharaj, can you, can you write something in my book? I mean, it's not a great time to ask me. Maharaj is trying to chant his rounds. <coughs> Maharaj is trying. Yeah, Maharaj, can, can we speak to you? Maharaj was trying to think of names because people have to live with it their whole life, right? So you don't want to give him some, some name that, you know, you want to put some thought in the name. It's, it's nice. Like, I, I thought long about these names. I didn't just, and actually I do generally. It's very rare that I pull a name out of the hat. I have one disciple somehow or other in an in a initiation in Radhadesh, as a lady. She missed out. She didn't get on the list, but she was sitting there. And then, uh, uh, yeah. And I go, oops. <laughs> oops, missed this one. And then he goes, well, what about me? And then she comes, and I didn't have a name. So I turned to the deities, you know, Radha Gopinath. Then I called her Jai Gopinath. <laughs> I prayed to the deities, which is not a bad name, Jai Gopinath, actually. Maybe she got a good, a special name. I would have never thought of that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know how to ha I mean, it's a little hard to handle everything, actually, to, to be honest. To handle all these people. Uh, and, and with telecommunication as well, you know, I mean, I, my phone goes ping, 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 the whole day it makes noise and it's like, okay, turn, this, turn the sound off, uh, yeah. And yet, I want to engage with everyone, yet I want to, it's like, uh, uh, but I always took some comfort in the statement of Srila Prabhupada, who said that um, I give intimate, personal instructions publicly. And I thought that was really something. Because there was no difference between the Prabhupada behind locked doors and the Prabhupada in, in public. Because the, the, the absolute truth is still the same. The knowledge is the same. It doesn't change at all. Right? It's like, okay, the door is closed. Now you're going to tell me the real story. And the real story is I'm under the influence of the lower modes of nature. And uh, I find it difficult to, uh, 
to follow my spiritual practice. Okay, um, yeah. Can I tell you all the details? No, you can tell me all the details. If you absolutely have to, I'd rather. <laughs> but even whether you tell them or not, the solution is still the same. The solution doesn't change. Yeah? The solution, I mean, it's still the same solution. Um, start associating more with devotees, start reading the books more regular, try and rise early and chant good rounds. When was the last time you, you went to the Holy Dham, you know, for inspiration? I mean, these are the kind of things we have to do to, to get spiritual strength. Think. Don't just be on automatic pilot. Think. Brain. Use the brain. Yeah. Brain using. Think. Spiritual life, you have to think. Why am I doing this? Why is Prabhupada, yeah, why we have faith in Prabhupada? Why? Not okay, you can think, you have to think about it. I want you to think about it and come with answers. Not for me, for yourself. How do you know the deities are not a statue? Why do we have faith in the deities? Why? Okay, Prabhupada is the shortcut. You know, when it comes to faith, Prabhupada is our shortcut. So we can always say we have faith in anything because of Prabhupada. He's our shortcut. But then you don't have only one root, the Prabhupada root. But why do we have faith in the deities? Why? What reciprocation? No. Dream. Dream. It's just wishful thinking. No. <laughs> How do you know? I hear a voice, but it's very soft. We can have a relationship with them. Uh-huh. And what? And uh, if we talk to them, they can reply. Okay. You're on the same reciprocation, but you explain it in relationship. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's say I'll buy that argument. Yes. What else? There's no difference. Who said that? You, yeah. Go ahead. There is no difference between the form of Krishna with Krishna. Yeah. No difference between the form of Krishna. Krishna is everywhere. They change you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like we have after the example of our head pujari in Mayapur, you know, our Jananivas, who definitely became an incredible saintly person by worshipping the deities. Well, just seeing him, you can see it works. I mean, it definitely works. Right? I mean, yes. Yes. So we need reasons, you know. We're going to just say, well, I believe in the deities. No, why? We need these reasons why in our spiritual life. And if we do, then we're strong. Then we're very strong. If we know why we have faith. So that means you have to think and, and, and hear and try to understand on a deeper level. That's necessary to be strong.
isn't it? Mm, isn't it? Mr. Jacob Park. <laughs> You're sitting on the front row, you know. The people that sit on the, on the front row always get in trouble. <laughs> Any other question? Because, you know, when you start talking to DJs, you can feel it, you know, you're talking to someone and you're getting your question answered. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can trust and you have to have the trust that whatever is happening, that is, you know, for reason. Yes. Okay, we haven't seen each other. We knew you haven't spoken to him for a long time, so I'll take his question. Yes. Guru Maharaj, I want to ask you, you mentioned the fifth canto. Fifth canto. And uh, I just want to ask if it's, if it's possible for devotees who, for example, fall from the power of devotional service to go to such places. Is it possible for a devotee uh, who falls from the from devotional service to go to such places? Well, um, there's, there's no guarantee that we will not go there for a while. It's not like automatically that now we are saved from this. I mean, if, uh, of course, Krishna gives his devotees who have fallen special mercy, but if we are... Uh, fallen and getting offenses, offensive, then yes, then it's possible, especially offenses, then it's possible. But the, the eternal benefit of the devotional service is never lost, so it would be temporary for some, you know, but, but okay, it's true that generally speaking, we get the benefit of devotional service. But be careful when we start saying, oh, therefore, I can do any damn thing. Because then seven offense against the Holy Name is quite serious. Huh? So we should not think this fifth canto is for the karmi demons, it's not for us. Let's hmm. be careful. I'm scared of the fifth canto. I'm watching out. Don't mess around. No. Even a small thing, I don't want to steal even a pen or something like that. If I need a pen, I just ask, can I keep it? <laughs> I'm not going to put it in my pocket, you know, just a pen, you know. No, 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 no. I don't want to come back. In my novel, I have a poor man who goes on the train and opens his shirt and it's full of pens. And he's selling pens. I don't want to be that man. I don't want to be on a train selling with a shirt with pens and paper clips and mm -mm. no. Agee chalo. Not me. All right, Krishna Kirsten sitting very close to me and it gives me a feeling that he wants to say something. <laughs>
see this from hands on the Zoom for maybe five minutes. There's hands on the Zoom. Well, Nadia Mani has her birthday. I guess we got to be nice on somebody's birthday. Okay, so Nadia Mani, you can un... un uh, no, whatever. I will not see, but I didn't do it from the phone. You can get her up there. Usually they highlight the, the person. No, don't put in the sound. It's going to make noise. But usually, yeah, see, he did it. Okay, speak. You're on TV. We can all see you. A big screen. And we're looking at you. Happy birthday. May you never take birth again. Did you get a cake today already? We don't hear you. Not nothing. Uh oh. No. Say something. Say something. If you get the feedback, it doesn't work. Two, two Zooms cannot be in the same room. Um, you may, you know what you do? Okay, look. You have your phone? No, no, hold on. If you don't do that. Okay, listen. Take your phone and call Krishna Kirtan on WhatsApp. Can you do that? You have his number or call me on WhatsApp, whatever you like. And then we'll... Put your WhatsApp in front of the microphone, it works. Okay, you got me now? My phone's not ringing, why are you not calling me? Okay, anyway, you work on it and when you're ready, I'll take it. Meanwhile, I'll take, yeah. Okay, you can try again. He'll try again. Something technical. Speak. Haribo. Can you hear me? Uh -huh. <laughs> Not a word. Anyway, it takes too much time. No, it's no problem at all. Uh, she's speaking. Yeah. Okay, now uh, then what I can do is I can call her. One minute. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but but it's it's she drew. Yes. Yeah. Please accept my humble obeisance. Yes. Okay. We can all hear you now. Yes. So? Can I ask for some blessings, Maharaj, on my birthday? Okay. 
Everyone, please give her your blessings. Okay, and, and you got mine as well. So you got a lot. You got a lot of blessings now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Happy birthday with lots of blessings. <laughs> you did pretty good. You got a lot of blessings all at once. Yes, that's right. There's, 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 uh, while you're trying to call, I'm already on another call, and you're trying to, <laughs> and you're cutting in, <laughs> and it was an important call, so I couldn't take your call. Yes. Yes. What to do? It's a little hard to take calls, but happy birthday anyway. <laughs> Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, we'll take one question from the room. Yeah, yeah, Kalindi, okay. If I look at the shape of something, it's gone. Okay, what, what, what do I see as good in ISKCON? What is the strength and what is the weakness? And then the, the next generation of kids, what should they contribute? It's a SWOT analysis, right? Strength, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And then, <laughs> like one of those. Uh, okay, well, um, I think... Uh, we uh, we have matured, you know, a bit. So in the Zonlarcharya days, ISKCON was a little rigid, and and there was uh, a rigid uh, program, and everyone had to follow it, or you were uh, out. And um, now, then after that, there was a reaction in the mid '80s, and, and carrying forward to the new millennium of being uh, uh, more free and taking individual decisions. And we became a somewhat more mature. You know, a lot of people became a little weak spiritually, but also a lot of people start to take more responsibility for their own spiritual life. So that became our strength, the people that actually took responsibility to be devotees themselves. Uh, that's our strength. And, of course, those who voluntarily embrace uh, principles of Krishna consciousness, you know, just because they know it's the truth, without a whole system of force and so on. So I like that maturity. I think that's really our strength, and that's what we want to see. Prabhupada said we want devotees who are independently thoughtful, and we want to see devotees who can stand on their own feet spiritually, and, and who make sure that they are spiritually nourished, you know, themselves. Right? Um, that is, is our strength. Uh, weaknesses are, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of, 
knowledge came in from everywhere and sometimes it obscures Prabhupada a bit. Uh, I think uh, that's a weakness. It will not, uh, it can't compare. You know, we should always see that whatever Prabhupada gives us is, is, is our real source of strength. And other things may give us a little more insight. I've always said that Bhagavad Gita, Nectar of Devotion, uh, Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita, these are rice, dal and sabji. And then there are other books uh, that give us also more knowledge. They're chutney. And obviously you can't eat just chutney. So we have to live on rice, dal, sabji, chapati, Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, uh, Nectar Devotion, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, in other words, go to the roots and stay strongly connected to that. Uh, I think there we can do better. You know, sometimes we think that if you are not doing bridge preaching, nobody will be interested in Krishna consciousness. Then you find when you actually preach straight Krishna consciousness, completely straight, that there are some people that really like that. And, they, and, and totally new people. And they really like it. And they actually, some of them even join. Yeah. And then they're strong immediately. So I think we should not forget that simply uh, the way Prabhupada taught Krishna consciousness, we should remember. We should focus on that. That's why today I emphasize, let's connect to Srila Prabhupada to overcome our weakness. Where we don't put Prabhupada in the center, we are weak. Where we put him more in the center, we are strong. You know, all gurus are servants of Prabhupada. I'm only a servant of Prabhupada. I'm nothing else. I have nothing of my own to contribute. I'm just a servant of Prabhupada. You have to understand that. Don't think Kadambakana Swami is special. I'm not. I'm ordinary, but I got a lot of special mercy. That's the truth, actually. Anyone who thinks I'm special is wrong. And he has this energy. Yeah, I always had this energy. And when I was in Maya, I used that energy in Maya. And now I use the same energy in Krishna's service. When I'm in Maya, then I'm really in Maya. Not, I, don't, I never do half work. So I'm lucky now that I got shelter. Oh. So Prabhupada is the source of our strength. So yes, your next generation. Um, you know, it's it's for these kids that grow up as devotees. It's it's amazing how deep that Krishna consciousness goes. Yeah. And uh, but somehow or other, you have to uh, let them make the choice. Uh, you have to equip them so that they can make the choice to carry forward this movement, you know. Um, as one generation goes, the next generation must take over. So one day we hope your Chaitanya, who is an Engelberger, right, or of the family that takes care of that Nesringa temple in Germany uh, for so many generations now, yeah, hope he will also do it, somehow or other. <laughs> yeah, it's the family tradition. It's a good tradition. 